Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. You're feeling good, you're feeling fine, you're feeling fresh, you're feeling motivated, you're feeling energetic, feeling happy, you're feeling joyful, peaceful. Come on. Awesome. All right, everybody, we're going to do a little sprint through some scripture. Everybody, you got your scripture pants on? I don't even know what that means. Second Timothy chapter 1. Oh, first, before we jump in, let's give a huge round of applause and scream for everybody who is not in the room, but they're listening right now and pouring into their life, pouring into their leadership, wanting to get better. Taking one step at a time. Way to go. Welcome to New Heart Leadership. If you are listening, we love you. We've been praying for you. If you are in the room, way to go. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 says, Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, and God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. That is why I am suffering here in prison. But I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And I'm sure that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until the day of his return. Um, I, I want to just break these couple of verses down. Uh, and, and the first thing that jumped out at me, uh, and, and maybe it'll jump out at you as we were reading the first very uh, first beginning of the, the verse, and God chose me. In leadership and in life, uh, a lot of times we think we choose. We think we choose our partner. We think we choose our church. We chose this job. We chose to have a family. We chose to do this this day. We chose to do this this day. And, 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 and while choice is something that God has given all of us, there is an overarching, not to get too uh, a deep theologian on you, but there is an overarching arching God's sovereignty that is at work in our world. That even as we are able to choose I'm not trying to scramble your brain early in the morning because this can, this literally can scramble your brain. Even as we have choice, there is an overarching choice that God is already moving in your life. That there is, so, so this, it kind of gives, um, this gives a good uh, understanding to the scripture in Proverbs where it says, many are the plans of a man's heart. But God chooses the way he goes. So, so what happens in our life, there are things that we choose. But overarching your life, God is choosing things for you too. So um, now, now could, Paul, could Paul have walked away from being what he's? Absolutely. Totally could. Here's the understanding that I want us to see in this moment. 
that as God is putting you in places and then you choose to accept what God has put in front of you, this is really important because a lot of times if you think you chose it or you did it, then you have to fight for it and protect it. And then you are stress-filled because it's all on your shoulders or it's all on my shoulders. God chose you to be that boss of that job. God chose you to be uh, to start up that business. God chose you to be the parent of the kids that you have. God chose you to be the spouse that you are right now. God chose you in that marriage. Even though you, you weren't even following God at that moment, God's hand was working in your life. God put you in this position. God chose me to be the pastor of this church at this time. I might have made some decisions, but God placed this in my life, and God brought me here at this moment. God chose you to be the person that you are right now. God chose you to be the staff member that you are right now. God chose you to be in the job that you are right now. God chose you to be the student that you are right now. God chose you to be in this place at this moment. And if God chose you, then God's going to work in you, and God's going to work through you, and God's going to work around you. And so many times we get stressed out to the max. We let anxiety rule our life. We let fear rule our life. We let anger rule our life because all of it is because we're trying to protect something that we thought we chose instead of understanding God chose it for us first. And if God chose it for us first, he's going to protect it for us. If God chose it for us first, he's going to surround us like a shield. If God chose it for us first, he's going to lead and guide and direct us. And so understanding these things are so important because we're getting stressed out about leading a business and not understanding God chose it first. God put me here first. God made me a worship leader first. God made me a pastor first. God made me a youth pastor. I didn't choose this. I didn't have enough smarts to do this. I didn't have enough uh, wherewithal to run this business. I don't have all the things that everybody else has, but God placed me here. God put me in this position. And if God put me in this position, he's going to keep me in this position. And so it's really important for all of us to understand the choosing of God over your life. I love that Paul said this. He looks at it, he goes, God chose me. And the reason he had to remind himself of this, why? Because he was a murderer. He was, he, he was wanting to destroy God's church. Think about the mind monsters that Paul was fighting. You don't deserve this. You shouldn't be here. Who are you to talk to anybody about following God? Right? So he had to remind himself, no, 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 God chose me. God put me here. God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. If you know that God chose you, you don't have to stress about keeping it. There's, there's so many of us that think life is just king of the hill. If I'm going to stay on top of this hill, I have to beat back every person that's trying to pull me down. I have to beat back every circumstance that's trying to pull me down. I have to beat back everything. That, and it makes you live in such a uh, 
angst-filled, worry-filled, and aggressive stature that you can't live the way that God wants you to live, free and peaceful, because you're always worried that somebody's going to grab your leg and pull you off the thing that you put yourself on. Instead of understanding, God placed you there. God put you there. It's just, I, I, I need everyone who is here in this room or listening right now. This is God's place that he put you. He put you there. So stop thinking that you are the only one that has to contend for you to stay there. God put you there, he'll keep you there. Unless you choose that I don't want to be there anymore. And he'll let you choose that. But the peace and the freedom that God wants you to live in is there for you. To live in because God chose you to be there. And you can, whatever situation you're in. When Watson, my son, when Watson comes home and goes through his day, he doesn't immediately run up to his room, get in front of it, and say, this is my room. No one, no one can come in here. He doesn't push people away and say, no, don't step in there. Or he doesn't run in and say, is my room still here? Is my room still here? Is my room still here? He doesn't do that. Why? Because it's his room that we gave him. It doesn't even enter his mind. He doesn't ever. Do you know he never worries about that? He's not at school right now just thinking, oh, God, I wish so. <laughs> Hopefully somebody didn't take my room. Do you know how many of us live like this every day? Like we sit here and we stress and worry, how is this going to, how is this going to, and God's like, I gave you the room. What, what is, what, what are you stressing about? What are you worried about? It's your room. This is the life he wants us to live. This is how he wants, with the job. With, with the different uh, promotion, with, the, with your kids, with your marriage, with everything in life that God has put in your hands. Understand, it's your room. He chose you. And then look at this. He said, that's why I'm suffering here in prison. That, that's why I'm going through a fight. Because he chose for me to be this, that's why I'm fighting. I'm not going to get into all of that right now because actually I'm going to talk about that more on Sunday. But just know this is, this is why you're in the fight that God, that God placed you here. And then he said, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust. So... Knowing God, just knowing him, brings you so much vulnerability in your life. I, I love that he said, I'm not ashamed. So, so many of us feel shame. Not shame for maybe what we have done, 
but maybe shame for what we haven't done. Let me explain this a little bit more. We feel shame for where we think we should be now. My business should be bigger. My marriage should be better. My kids should behave better. This thing should, I, I should have more influence. I should have more Instagram followers. I should, I should have more this. I should have more at, the, at this year of my life. I should have this and this and this. And we live ashamed. We live full of shame. Because in some of our minds, we think, oh, I should be this now. I should be that now. I should be uh, over this kind of hill. I should be, and, and listen, the reason we let that shame live in our life is because we don't know the one in whom I trust. Because if you knew the one, if you really let God be the one in whom you trust, not in who, you don't trust yourself, you trust God. And so if you let him be the one you trust, then you say, I am sure that he is able to guard what I've entrusted into him. I'm sure he's able to guard it. You don't have to guard it. You don't have to guard your life. You don't have to guard your promotions. You don't have to guard your marriage. You don't have to guard this or that God is setting up in front of you. If you trust him, if you let your life in him, if you let him be the one who is over all of this, if you let him guide and let him lead and let him be the one in whom you trust you feel you can finally let your guard down because you know God's guarding it I don't have to and I wonder if this is kind of one of the reasons that Solomon wrote in Proverbs above all else guard your heart Right? Don't guard your job. Don't don't guard your finances. Don't guard, I'm not saying be idiot with all of those things. But above all else, guard your heart. What are, what are you letting go in there? Because I, I, I really truly believe our job is to guard our heart, and God's job is to guard everything else. Did, did you all hear that? Like, our job is to guard our heart, and God's job is to guard everything else. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling lightness and peace, and, 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 and just, so this is why Paul was able to pour, come on, this is why Paul was able to pour into the early church when he's in chains, And I feel like in, in, in our church, if I'm just being honest, I feel like in our church, we're like a, a, a leader will drop off in a second just when they feel a little financial squeeze. And we got Paul pouring into his, the whole early church while he's in chains, in jail. How is that able to happen? Because he knows the one he trusts. 
because he was chosen by him. And because he's guarding his heart, God's guarding everything else. And so because he lives in that freedom, there's no chains that hold him. And so even though the chains are clanking when he's writing, and even though he's thinking about this church and that church but can't go visit him, he actually lives in peace, and he actually lives in joy, and he actually lives with no anxiety and worry about the future because he's done all of that, and it's allowed him to to circumvent all of his circumstances, and he can live outside of prison when he's actually in prison. And, but so many of us, we, I just feel like we're, we, we feel like, uh, we feel like we have to have everything perfect just to pull out of the driveway. And so many of us just stay there every time because it's never going to get perfect until we realize, okay, God chose me, so now I don't have to fear. The only thing I got to guard is my heart. God's going to guard everything else. Boom, put it in drive. Let's go. And it helps us lead. Helps us lead when everything's not perfect. And so I I believe that this, this helps in so many areas so that we can learn how to be resilient. What an awesome word. Just resilient. I, I, I can. I might not be the smartest, but I keep going, right? I might not be the most talented, but man, I can put one foot in front of the other. And the reason I'm going to outpace everybody is not because I'm the fastest, but it's because I don't quit. So, Lord Jesus, help us. We we want this so badly, Father. We pray, God, for every person in the room, every person listening right now. Uh, God, we're praying in Jesus' name. God, help us. God, help us to understand you called us. You chose us. We didn't choose ourselves. You chose us. Father, help us put our trust solely in you, not live with shame, God, and, and understand that, God, you're guarding things. God, our job is to guard our heart. Your job is to guard everything else. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, you would help us walk with resiliency. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.